0: Welcome to Soul's Temple, a.k.a. Dakota City. I'm your host, King Soul, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, Before we get into the swing of things, I just want to extend my appreciation. If this is your first time listening, a huge thank you. If you like what you hear, um, I would encourage you to listen to the previous episodes. This is currently number seven, so that's six episodes for your ears to nibble on. Um, And if this is not your first time, thank you for coming back. Thanks to the, you know, my family, my friends who are listening, and to Blackfellas, uh, subreddit, um, on Reddit. And we're gonna, we're gonna get back to Reddit, because it plays a part in, uh, today's topic. And so, this main portion, uh, this sh- of the show that I like to call Mind and Soul, uh, today we're gonna be talking about brand. So, I'll just jump right into it. You know, brand, uh, you could call it, um, image you could call it reputation but at the end of the day it's how people see you you know and so tying it back to reddit just for a second it'll it'll be brief but for me reddit i was introduced in high school um i went to a predominantly white high school um and i was introduced to reddit by you know white friends and i was too at the time um Uh, my mind was obstructed uh uh, it was obstructed to my own blackness and blackness in general so being on reddit was just cool you know there i like to explain reddit to people who who haven't used uh used it or who don't currently use it or who don't intend to um as a school you know reddit is a school and a school has classrooms and then you know you might have anime club in one classroom the jocks might hang out in another classroom you know the math geeks in another one the chess club you know uh I I can only think of like really nerdy things but I, I don't know like the fashion club you can basically as many classrooms as the school can hold You can have all these groups and so reddit is cool because unlike an actual school where you have a finite amount of space You have an unlimited amount of space. You can just make all these they're called subreddits, you know Analogous to these classrooms, but you can just make all of these uh, Spaces that fit your needs whether that's you know a space for puppies or you know the Ravens or um, You know your favorite TV show every if there isn't already a space designated for whatever you're interested in, you can create your own. So there's a lot of power um, in Reddit, you know, and Reddit tries to play itself as this really safe, inclusive space, um, like this nexus of the internet. But interesting about Reddit is that statistically, the user base is mostly white and male. And uh, probably I think around like, you know, that typical 18 to 34 range, Um but it's something that I never really noticed because it wasn't something I was ever really concerned with. And then as I got older, I was looking for a space for myself. You know, I would always, uh, join subreddits for like TV shows that I liked, or if I saw a movie that I really liked, you know, I would join that movie subreddit, um, or just like, you know, technology stuff that really pertained to me, you know, my interests and things. But you know as i got older one of my interests became you know who i was as a black person um and i realized it was really hard to find a space that wasn't fetishizing or you know uh critiquing black people and you know reddit has a is a comment based uh kind of social network and so it's not blatant racism but there were you know, so every once in a while, you come across a, a place that wasn't, you know, or a comment that wasn't so supportive of black people or people of color. Um, and I was luckily lucky enough to find a space um, called Black Fellas, and it's supposed to be a space for black men. You know, and in that moment, you know, I felt really good. Um, and again, shout out to Black Fellas; they've been really supportive of my podcast, uh, always giving it a listen. So thanks, guys. Um, but red as a whole isn't black fellas. You know, red as a whole is mostly white and, uh, is mostly male. And so, that being said, uh, going back into this uh, discussion about brand, brand is, you know, how people see you, what people expect from you. And so, it's interesting because, um, Donald Trump, you know, president-elect, and as of this recording, it's the 18th, so the electoral college votes tomorrow. Um, and hopefully, you know, fingers pr- crossed, uh, prayers, you know, that they don't vote for Donald Trump, and there are enough Republicans who decide that he's not best fit or best qualified. Um, but it's interesting because Reddit was a big, uh, a big push for Donald Trump, even though, you know, his main thing is like Twitter and outside of that, you don't have to be technologically um, apt to use Twitter. You know, anyone can use Twitter, but he never, he, his own, he never had to, his own administration never had to do much work in the technological forefront. In fact, Reddit has a subreddit called the Donald um and it was a very um it was a very po- not yes poisonous place because the way reddit should work is it should be very modular you know you're supposed to have all of these um subreddits but they don't necessarily uh force themselves into everyone else viewing space. You know, the popular ones might get on the front page, but if you don't have an interest in something, you shouldn't have to see it. But the way that, you know, the Donald before, the rules were changed around um, how that particular subreddit was allowed to act, um, it was very intrusive, you know, and it was making Reddit just not an enjoyable enjoyable space um and it really brought out this light, like you know like this is like a place like essentially, there was a subreddit that encouraged you know racism, xenophobia, islamophobia, you know people were saying that Hillary Clinton should die, like there was a lot of negativity just in one subreddit and You know, at first I wanted to be surprised because this is, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have any love for Reddit necessarily. And especially as I get older, it's one of those tricky situations where I kind of want to leave. Um, but it's so, it's so powerful as a tool because I can, you know, find, uh, subreddits for like, you know, finance or computer programming and things that would, and find people who are devoted to this. So they have useful information. Um, like sometimes instead of Googling things, I'll just search, you know, Reddit and I'll have better luck there than I do on Google. So that's a lot of power, but you know, it's also, Not the best place for me as a black man. Um, but I wasn't surprised by this because it fit the brand of Reddit. You know, Reddit has had problems before, whether it be Gamergate, where it's kind of, you have like rampant sexism or, um, even the whole, uh the the fat pocalypse where all these actresses you know private images and things they weren't uh, the the source wasn't reddit, you know the initial leak, but a lot of the proliferation um of these images happened on reddit as well, and so Reddit has had a history you know um of not being um not necessarily not progressive because there are definitely progressive avenues of reddit but as a whole it has left several stains um on its name and it got me thinking because you know browsing or um browsing the internet and not just reddit but you know reddit is also kind of like a news a news outlet for me as well you can find a lot of really great articles This is not promoting it if you want to check it out go ahead you know knock yourself out but um It was interesting because after I uh, released last week's episode on uh, J. Cole's new album For Your Eyes Only, (laughs) not shortly after, Lupe uh, released a diss track Um, and it was on the the beat of Everybody Dies. I'll put the song in the lyrics because it's important you hear the lyrics. Um, but if you haven't heard about the scandal already, Lupe, you know, he, and in, it's interesting how the rest of the song gets forgotten, but in, in the song, in this diss, um, he uses the term dirty Jewish, like music executives. And in the process, um, of him using, you know, this, this really bad phrasing, he was labeled, uh, anti-Semite by DJ Booth. Um, and, you know, with all the ba- backlash that he received, he just canceled his career. First, it was, he was supposed to release three albums before the end of the year, and then he pushed that back because I, but from what I hear, um, he had trouble clearing some samples. Um, and so he was pushing it back until 2017. And then after the, the whole diss track fiasco, uh, no pun intended, he, <laughs> decided that he was canceling the albums, and then he decided he was just retiring, you know, that he was just done with music. And I was really thinking about it, because one, I love Lupe. Lupe is one of those artists that um, I never, there was a lot of relatability, you know, listening. If you listen to Food & Liquor, or you listen to The Cool, or, you know, Tetsuo and Youth, you realize, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of power that emanates from his mouth, you know whether it's him talking about you know uh being a skater or you know um you know the neighborhood that he comes from or you know talking about you know him being uh or you know you know his spirituality all of these things are really the way he touches this stuff is amazing. I was always impressed by. His technical ability, you know, a lot of people know him for his albums and things, but his, you know, his crew, FNF, first and 15th, um, he released a series of mixtapes before Food and Liquor, and it was like this FNF series, and I remember on the first, on the first mixtape, FNF number one, I, I don't even remember what song it was on, I don't even remember, um, I can't even tell you like word for word what the line was, but he said, he said something like, like, do you feel it? Like, I feel it. Like, I mispronounced filet, you know? And for the longest time, I didn't get it. You know, like, it was one of those lines that just kind of went past me. But one time I actually caught it, you know? Like, my mind was fast enough or maybe it slowed down, but either way, like, we were, we were going at the same pace, you know? And I realized like, oh, feel it. Like fill it like you know fillet i I saw what he did, and it was kind of amazing to because it was it's such a small thing, right, and it's like you know even me explaining that and hearing myself say it, it was just like, man, you like, man, you're like that was a stupid moment, that was a slow moment, but it really wasn't and it made me appreciate you know i didn't i I didn't have that reaction the first time I heard it, but it made me appreciate his like his the masterfulness of his his of his words, you know, I consider him. If you've seen the get down, you know they're out there there's a there's this big thing where they're looking for a wordsmith you know for their for their hip hop crew, and I always consider Lupe like one of the best wordsmiths, even if it's simple things like being able to say you know to see the word fillet and then noticing how it could be mispronounced um and just kind of manipulating words in that fashion, so I've always appreciated him for that, and so for him to retire um and you know this is not the first time he's wanted to retire he's had like a really hard relationship with the music industry and what they've been asking of him his like basically his whole career um but this time it felt more serious um but at the same time I didn't want to be a stan you know I didn't want to defend him because I love his music so much you, you can't just say um I think and I'll, I'll I'll link the the tweet. But I think he retorted. You know, he said not all, uh, not all music executives, or he might have said not all Jewish music executives are bad. Like he said some of them are good. But then he said like some. He said like, you know, some of these mothers is like, you know, some of these mother efforts are so bad that they'll you know sell their their mother for nothing you know, and it's kind of that inequality there, like, he's like, oh, yeah, some are good, but some of these, you know, whatever, whatever, is so dirty, and, you know, it's kind of, like, almost padding, like, you know, throwing out, oh, yeah, some are good, but the real point was, like, he just doesn't like them, and I, you know, again, I didn't want to be a fan and be, like, you know, ah, you know, this is what he means, or you can't take it to heart, because it's one of those things, like, you can't, you know, I can't, I can't be okay. I can't condone that type of actions. You know, I have friends who are Jewish. Um, the high school that I went to was mostly Jewish or significantly Jewish. So it's hard for me to kind of like sit back and think like that would be okay. And as a black man, especially, um, uh, not the, you know, you can't, it's very hard to equate two, two group struggles, but from struggle to struggle, it's like, and as wise and knowledgeable, as Lupe is, it's like, wow, I can't believe that really, like, escaped his mouth. And I was just thinking, you know, why is, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, you know, what I'm thinking of someone who doesn't like a a Jewish man, um, and that image, and thinking about what if one man said that, like, just some man screaming that I'm out on the corner, you know, someone might have said something, or someone might not have, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't reverberate as much as Lupe saying it, you know, and that doesn't, does that make it less okay or more okay, you know, and at the end of the day, no, it doesn't make it more okay if you're some stranger, you know, whose life accomplishments might never reach Lupe fiascos, but it's the fact that Lupe has such a platform, you know, and I think even more so than that, you know, why has there been so much fallout? You know, it's because his brand, who he is as a person, you know, um, Lupe is a hard person. Like, I think he did a interview. I'll definitely link this, but he did an interview with Sway once, you know, where he, like, the, I think, I forget what happened i think he was kind of just upset about you know how he was being treated and you can kind of see you now like this this isn't just some bookworm like yes he's a very smart man he's a very learned man but this isn't just some you know some pushover guy like um and you know his brand has always been though uh very smart you know very book smart very street smart um but also like I've never seen him as a person who was uh exclusive or wasn't inclusive of other people. And so that's why it kinda kinda really shook me. It'd be one thing if he was if he was if this was not the first time of anti-Semitic behavior, but it is, you know, and so it goes against how I saw Lupe. And I started to think about it, you know, Lupe's from Chicago. Kanye's from Chicago that's not that's not how you know my mind works like oh they're both from Chicago let me move along but just with the same with Kanye you know and I've talked about in past episodes um and definitely check out you know those past episodes where I've talked how Kanye is kind of uh I think what's hurting a lot of people you know a lot of black people especially is the fact that Kanye was very pro-black you know um and maybe in his eyes he still is but the Kanye that we knew, um, was very pro-black, pro-his-people, uh, you know, whether it's talking, you know, that classic fundraiser, uh, post, you know, Katrina, and he's saying that George Bush doesn't, you know, care about black people, and the way that resonated with black people, because someone so major, and someone on such a big platform had the cojones to say that on national television, you know, um, the way that you know he's giving back to his community um and so now it's like you know how i talked about and how you've all seen you know these rants that he's going in and the shows you know how he said that he would have supported trump and then recently he was at trump tower um and again check the description uh for the links but he recently visited at trump tower and it was one of those things that really crushes you um, because it goes against who Kanye used to be. But at the same time, I know for me personally, it didn't hurt as bad. Because the thing about brand is that, uh, things can shift. You know, it's a, it's a classic thing where maybe a company starts out, you know, uh, manufacturing one thing. And then as time goes on, they're this all, include, like, take Google, you know, Google, uh, started out as just search engine and now it's search engine, you know, ad platform, you know, mail, maps, so many other things where if Google added something right now or, or, for example, Google getting into self cars or self-driving cars, you know, it's not that surprising. It's just, you know, it might be more hardware than software, but it doesn't shock me because the brand has expanded so much. Brands are just the summation of your actions and your interactions, you know, and so for Kanye to say, you know, or to, you know, on his Twitter, he posted a picture of the time magazine where Donald Trump was named man of the year. And mind you, man of the year is not, you know, this is the best person around. This is just, this is someone who's been making waves, you know, positive or negative, you know, the difference between, you know, uh, building up, uh a community based on like you know positivity and health and well-being versus building up someone versus hate you know Hitler was man of the year at one point so you know i just don't want people to mistake man of the year as being like some some award it's not but you know for him to post a picture of Donald Trump having signed this magazine says a lot about him but it didn't shock me because brands can can pivot you know um, and it reminds me more. And it's kind of sad because these are all black men, and Lupe is a different case where um, it hasn't been this ongoing, uh, you know, anti-Semitic behavior or anything. It's really just well, you know, I can't really speak on that. You know, it's part, this was the first time we've heard something. Maybe this is something that you know, uh, you know, obviously it's a sentiment that he has felt for at least a while. Um and that's unfortunate. But um recently Orlando Brown has been getting a lot of time, you know, um, and a lot of has been on a lot of people's minds because, you know, Raven, um, Raven Simone has uh said that she's starting, you know, that's that's a Raven uh like a like a reboot. And mind you, I love that show as a kid. A lot of my friends like that show. It's really funny, it was really poignant, you know, really powerful. I remember, you know, Black History episodes or even seeing episodes on Disney Channel about racism, like even then, blew my mind. Um And they, but Orlando Brown, you know, isn't gonna be back, you know, returning. I think a lot of people from the original are returning, but he's definitely not. And I'm, I have this thing about like celebrity life. Only recently have I been getting into it, uh, whether it's because of the read or, you know, because, you know, I'm more invested on in places like Twitter and things. Um but I didn't really like I never I never knew that he kind of dropped off of the face of the earth, you know. Um and I didn't know that it was because of drug charges. This is only like recent months that you know that's something that I was like acutely aware of. But I know people You know, either either people I know or like just, you know, people on my timeline are posting videos or of Orlando Brown and you know, everyone's just kinda laughing, you know? And it's one of those things now where I can no longer watch it because uh it for me it all comes back to the branding. You know, how are you how are you being seen by the world? You know, um, and it's one of those things where Orlando Brown's brand is not, you know, for me, like, you know, when I was younger, he was just a cool guy. That's all he was. He was cool and he's funny. And now he's this guy who's kind of, you know, there's a lot of disclosing personal information, disrespecting women. And uh, disrespecting black women overall, and so for me, I can't, I can't watch these videos, you know, whether it's you know uh, Blad TV or whatever, these interviews that he's doing because it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, who, like, what, what benefit is this, you know, who are you helping as a people? Um, You know whether it's our people or even on a personal level you know like why are you doing this to yourself and it might be one of those things where people say that you know any any publicity is good publicity you know and so you know i I, even i have to admit i i'm giving this man time on my own podcast you know and so it says a lot about uh even if it's not you know building houses and you know brazil um you know for the poor there's still some influence there you know there's still some power there um but it's it for me it's a shame like i know that is no longer a guilty shame but you know i enjoy watching real world or i used to you know i heard that real world used to be the show where they would invite these you know people my age onto into the house you know and there was no intent behind it, you know it was just kind of like you know, kind of like, I wonder what happens if you put six twenty somethings in in a house and like you just get them talking, you know, and now it's one of those things where the show has deteriorated, honestly, I mean like the maybe maybe like two I think it was two must have been two or three seasons ago, um were good, last season, okay. Uh, but like, especially this season, you know, and there has been talk about this even before I started watching, which has only been like past couple of years recently. But, you know, there was talk about how it shifted towards this show where, uh, it was just about people hooking up on TV or people getting into fights or people, you know, getting into arguments or acting a fool on national television. And it's one of those things where the show, pivoted away from what it originally stood for. And I think a lot of that might have to do with adaptability and sublime demand. You know, people now see reality TV as kind of this really, like, smutty stuff. You know, it doesn't have a lot of substance. And I know there are people who love reality TV who will tell you different. I watch reality TV occasionally, and I use it as analogs for, like, stories. You know, like, kind of like a, a modern... A modern Aesop's fable in a way, like you can point to it and say, well, remember when this and this happened, you know, that's kind of why you shouldn't do this in, in the real life, you know, but it's not only reality TV, it's regular TV, it's, uh, you know, movies, all of that can be used. Uh, for illustrations in our own lives but reality tv as a whole is kind of like for me it's just garbage you know in real world for a while wasn't garbage and that was one of those things where especially this season you have family members fighting um people you know not treating each other well and it all goes back to but you know i think you know i, I already made the decision you know next season I might not watch only because if this is who they are as, you know, if this is what I'm expecting them to put out, you know, in the future, I don't want to have to partake in that. You know, I don't want to have to support that because as a brand, you know, whether it's, okay, what we're only really interested in is chaos and capturing that chaos on TV Um or, you know, all we really want to, we, we don't want to come off, as, uh, you know, insubstantial, but what we're really looking for is, you know, the the little things that don't matter. For a case in point, last season, there was a race issue where one of the, the character, or one of the cast members, Jenna, you know, got involved and her friend said, you know, she was, uh, on Uv Uvu with a a friend and her friend told one of the black cast mem uh cast members that she should go pick cotton and Jenna laughed. You know, and there was this big thing in the house where it's like Jenna, you can't support that. You know, like you laughing is like you saying like, Oh, that's okay. Like you didn't you didn't say that wasn't fine or anything and she tried to back out of it and say, Hey, that's my friend, like like that's not on me or whatever um, and she ended up getting into a fight with the, the girl CJ, um, who her friend, you know, heavily disrespected. And CJ got thrown out of the house. Um, and now MTV has, you know, again, this season, one of the cast members, Theo, got into a fight with his cousin and they threw Theo out of the house and they tried to crack down on it. And I think a lot of it ha- has to do, again, with this whole idea of how do we want to be seen um as a company as a show like if we don't crack down on these things um like that's not ultimately you know all of these things have to boil down to money so it's like how do how does this affect the bottom line you know we could this could hurt the the financial future of our show if we don't crack down on it but it goes back to like how how are we going to be seen you know um and i just kind of wanted to wrap it up because um is I didn't wanna I, I'm only looking at my outline now and seeing all these black men is kinda of frustrating me. But even more recently, Charlemagne, there was a you know, this whole this whole thing with Tommy Loren, how she was getting, you know, her little her little uh roundabout on the news networks and stuff and on all these shows and things. And Charlemagne said that um he wished that black women were able to create a platform the way Tommy Loren um, has, you know Um, and it really shocked me and it shocked a lot of people because not only does, not only have black women, you know countless, whether it's Tyra Banks, Oprah you know, um, I'm thinking of podcasters that I listen to uh, Tatiana King on the Fan Bros uh, Hey Friend Hey on uh, on the uh, the Friend the friend zone and then uh, Crystal on the read, you know, black women who have created their own platforms. Um, but he works with some of these people, you know, whether it's Crystal or Hey Fran Hey or, you know, Francesca Lee, where it's all these people and he, he dares say that, you know. And for me, I've always had a, I'll, I'll outright say that I've always had a problem with, um, with Charlemagne only because there are times where he says things that I don't agree with. And that's fine. You know, it's, it's important that we have discussions and dialogue and, you know, interactions with people we don't necessarily agree with if it's for, for the better. You know, like, uh, just, you know, having two different viewpoints can be a healthy thing sometimes, but sometimes he says things that I don't agree with. And I think, You know, his whole, his whole shtick is playing the devil's advocate, you know, but not necessarily to provoke people into thinking, but just provoking people. Um, like I had a high school teacher who was really good at playing the devil's advocate to the point where, you know, we didn't know if he was a liberal a conservative, you know, Republican, Democrat, you know, he was able to push your thinking beyond these labels and really just kind of question your beliefs. And that's a really powerful tool to be able to say, hey, I know you believe this, but look at it from this way. Have you you know, seeing things from this perspective. You know, that can be to everyone's benefit. But just to say things, um, just to push people to their edge isn't, you know, isn't always, you know, provoking people just to get a rise out of them or just to just to get them heated. You know, it's just kinda I don't I don't have a lot of respect for that, honestly. And it doesn't like honestly, uh this is one of I'm a I'm a podcast with like 13 followers right now. So the chances of Char- Charlemagne hearing this are slim to none. And it's not that I'm worried that he does, you know, and, you know, it's not even so much that I care if he does. And if he did, I don't think he would care if I said anything. But I, I don't have a lot of respect for someone who provokes people, you know, just to get a rise, just to make people upset. Um, but that's part of his brand, you know, and because at the end of the day, when I hear Charlemagne, that's what I think of. You know, he is the the summation of his actions, his beliefs, the words that he says, the interactions he's had with people. Um, and it's really a shame. And I think my last point on this is just kind of this, you know, mind and soul is just kind of really just things that are on my mind, um, things that are on my heart, things that have happened in the news. And recently, uh, Dylan Roof, who um, massacred, executed, uh, assassinated nine black people in a church, um, was convicted of all of his crimes. And there were so many people who were happy, you know, and I was upset with myself because I wasn't happy. And it wasn't because I... You know, I was upset that he was convicted. You know, I was, I think a lot of people, you know, out of, before the happiness came relief, you know, and I think that speaks volumes. I was relieved, but then I became uneasy that I was relieved. Because it's one of those things, you know, why, what is relief? Relief is kind of like, you know, being able to exhale, you know, being able to let out that breath. And I think I was relieved, and I think many people were relieved because we weren't sure. You know, we, we, it was a possibility that someone could walk into a church, you know, with a manifesto, uh, you know, of white supremacy and kill nine black people and get away with it because we've seen it happen, you know, countless times, mostly with cops, but even cops, you know, just because you have a a badge doesn't mean you're sanctioned killing, you know, your your government sanctioned killing isn't a massacre, you know, isn't a murder, you know, where that, um, I think a lot of people forget just because they're in uniforms doesn't mean they're, they're not murdering. It's just, Perhaps permitted murder, but it, you know, because you add that adjective on in the front doesn't change what it is. And so many times have people been allowed to walk away from murdering and especially black people. You know, we've had this really white America and black America have always had this really tense relationship. And a lot of times black America, it gets, gets the butt, gets the consequences, you know, and feels the wrath that white America doesn't get to feel. You know, or is you know um, they they're saved from the full the full brute force of the justice system, you know, of the the anger of the public, you know, of the you know the the stereotyping that you know we face. So to think that someone who most definitely, without a doubt, murdered nine people, you know, might walk through. Uh, unscathed in the justice you know, the justice system is kind of scary, you know, but that says a lot about the brand of America you know, even if it's in the eyes of just black people, but it's not you know, there were a lot of people who were ups- like upset and who were worried and you know, you know. thank God that we all were able to just breathe and feel that that relief but it says a lot about America that we've, uh, that we've even had that belief, you know and I think a lot of that especially, um, provoked me or, you know, preempted me to speak on this idea of brand, um, because especially now, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm recording this on the 18th. So perhaps tomorrow the electors do decide that Donald Trump will be, you know, the next president of the United States, um, so much of Donald Trump's brand has been one of hatred, one of exclusivity, you know, one of uh benefiting, you know, his personal success on the the anger of people who look like him, you know, and not necessarily to the betterment of people who look like him, but for the the shallow satisfaction of, you know, not having a black president in an office anymore, you know, not having a black man who's in power above you, you know, not having, you know, uh, people of color, um, oh, Not, they're not being at equivalent, you know, placing you on the totem pole, you know, always being below you, whether that's, you know, putting Muslims on a registry or building a wall, even if it's for a significance person, uh, purpose, you know, it could be a foot high, but that, that's a, that's a foot too high and a foot of hatred you know and so a lot of that has to play into the brand of America and the more i think about you know i think upon the re- the election and i listen to a lot of podcasts you know and i've said before that's why i started this one because i enjoyed people's perspectives so much that i wanted to add mine you know i wanted people to to hear a voice of a a black almost 20 something on you know how i how i view the world and so but looking back on these elections, you know, I hear podcasts and I'll listen to podcasts that started, you know, two years ago, you know. And so when I catch up to the point where, uh, you know, they're talking about the election and it's like the election maybe earlier, earlier 2016, you know, and it's kind of hard to listen to their optimism, like the insanity of someone like Donald Trump getting voted in the office, you know. But it, it, it says a lot about the, the trajectory that America has been on, where, you know, whether it's, you know, the countless black men and women who have died, um, at, ooh, unarmed black women and unarmed black men who have died, um, and whose murderers, whether it's police or, you know, otherwise who have been able to walk free from it all, um, or just the way That, you know, whether it's housing or voting discrimination, and that's not even just black people, but in places like in the, you know, the Southwest, where, um, the Southwest or places like North Carolina, where people of color have had to endure obstacles just to vote, you know, for the, you know, for a better future for themselves. Um, I think it says a lot about who America is, you know, and I and I mean that, you know, almost as a person, you know, imagine America as a person who what the reputation is. It's not necessarily a bright one. And I just want the takeaway to be, you know, every day just acknowledge your actions. You know, I've always I even when I was younger, you know, the, the the people that I used to read about, you know, Um, I always wanted to be in the history books, you know, I wanted people to learn about me in school and I wanted to, I wanted it to be in a positive way, you know, like my tech heroes, you know, the founders of Google, you know, Facebook, Microsoft, just these people, you know, it's so, it's so impressive now to see Mark Zuckerberg and his family donate money to education or the way that the Gates, you know, have built, they're almost as well known for their philanthropic efforts as their technological ones, you know, and I wanted to be among the same, the same tier of people who impacted someone so heavily that, you know, I was designated, you know, that chapter or that book or that biography, you know, and a lot of that has to do with living my day, you know, living my life day by day in a way where it's like, what are my actions? You know, who am I interacting with? What words am I putting out into the universe? You know, how am I benefiting others? Um and there will be people who twist that, you know, who look at their their impact on life from a selfish manner, whether it's only for, you know making the life of the one percenters better, or, you know, uh, pushing along the agenda of white supremacists. But I just want everyone, you know, because I really do believe, you know, that whole be the change that you want to see in the world. Um And it's not just because, you know, maybe someone will do it and then we'll get another Gandhi. But I think there's a, a lot of power in having a, an, an army of Gandhis, an army of kings, an army of Malcolm X's, honestly, just an army of people who believe in fighting for what they believe in. You know, we, it's, its especially now, especially, you know, the potential four years ahead of us. I think now more than ever, people need to assemble. You know, people need to come together and fight for, you know, progress, fight for a healthy union, um, a healthy nation state, just for us to get together and say, this is not what we want. And, you know, this man might be president or whoever, you know, even if Hillary Clinton, you know, they decide, the Electoral College decides that Hillary Clinton will be our next president, we can't get complacent. You know, we have to Look at what our actions are every day and how we're adding to the progress or the detriment of humanity. You know, what's, what is, what is going to be your brand tomorrow? What is going to be your reputation? If your life ended tomorrow, it's like, what, what have you done to, you know, benefit others around you? Um, and whether that's, you know, Lupe saying, you know some really distasteful things about you know Jewish people. You know uh, how how will that impact how people see him? Whether that's Kanye and you know him all of a sudden being buddy buddy with Trump. You know it's already his 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 career has already been spiraling down, but it's you know how will this impact the way that he's viewed in history? You know because now this is a new chapter. Of, you know Kanye West same thing with Orlando Brown same thing with Charlemagne. Um So I just want people to think about that just really, you know What is it that you can do on a day-to-day to? Um, just Walk away with a reputation that you can be proud of and so yeah, that's mind and soul and For the next segment, Eyes and Ears, this is just the part where I just recommend some things um, that um, I'm really excited about and some things that I've heard. So, Black Panther, had the Black Panther, the new Marvel movie, has recently, uh, or I think it's supposed to start filming... Yeah, it begins filming in January, so I'm really excited about that. I just heard, I think I heard this before, but, you know, I just reheard that the director is the same one as Creed. Um, and if you haven't seen Creed, I definitely recommend it. I've seen all the Rocky movies and Creed is easily the best. Um, it took me a while to, like, I remember, it took me years to actually get to a point where I could, Binge all the Rocky movies because the first one is kind of slow. It's kind of, so, Stallone isn't like the best actor. And it kind of made me question why it was such an American staple. Um, But as the movies go on, like, there, there, it's like a a really good story. There are a lot of good, like, fighting montages, especially, you know, the Rocky where um, he's fighting, you know, the Russian. Uh, There are, there's a lot, it's a lot of good, you know training and camaraderie and stuff but creed is this whole new beast and it's a great movie has a and i'm really happy that the director from creed is now directing black panther black panther has a lot of like beautiful black people in it um so definitely check out creed at the least um just can continuing this thread of black superheroes i recently started reading the the old um static shot comics Uh, It's so different from the TV show, but I'm a huge Static Shock fan, and so I'm, I'm just kind of I'm very excited that we live in a time where I can like read comics online. Um, And if you're interested in that, I'll put the link in the description if you want to check that out. Um, Netflix. I I was gonna see the new movie Sing with like the singing animal competition uh, because. I was going to wait to see Star Wars. It was one of those things where I've heard really good things, but I was just going to let the hype die down for a little bit where, you know, not everyone's rushing to the theaters to see it. Um, but I heard it's a fantastic movie. So I'm really, I'm really anxious to see that movie. Um, and also the Sing movie. I have a, a sweet spot for like, um, just like these animated, like, movies. Cause a lot of times I'm starting to realize that like, Another one of my recommendations is a lot of blackness, and I don't really care if you care or not, but, you know, um, no shame in who I am. Uh, proud Family, this old Disney Channel show, Really, it was really awesome because it was just, like, an all-black family and, like, uh, diverse, diverse, like, cast of, you know, drawn, like, kids and everything. But, uh, like, now I can watch it, and I watched an episode yesterday where... There was a, a home swap, you know, and the main character Penny swapped with like a Muslim family. And it was a little, it was a little like Islamophobia that I didn't peep when I was younger because I didn't, you know, I didn't know about Islamophobia. I didn't know that there was this thing against Muslims. I, I don't even know if I knew what a Muslim was being raised in such like a Christian household. Um, but to see it on screen and especially like thinking back to this was like early 2000 and how it was kind of Islamophobic from certain characters. And then by the end, you see this whole shift in understanding because of this cultural exchange, I thought it was really powerful. So I have this thing where like, I enjoy watching like, you know, um Movies that might not necessarily be for adults, because there are a lot of things like realizing that these are made by adults. There are a lot of things that are hidden or you might not get when you were younger. So on the same note, you know, I recommend Proud Family if you can find it online. I'll definitely put or I'll just put a link to the description as well. Uh, But Angry Birds movie along that same thread on Netflix. um, I watched this weekend with my girlfriend. Really funny. Uh, at times not meant for like not meant for kids, but it's a really funny movie. And also short term twelve, um, a movie with Brie Larson who going along with the whole like Marvel. Uh, even though Static is DC, DC, but uh, Black Panther is Marvel, and I think Brie Larson is the new Captain Marvel, and she does a really in uh the Darius from Atlanta, um, is in short term 12, and it's this movie about, like, what I believe is a, is a place for, you know, troubled teens or teens who might not have the best, you know, home situation. This is a place where they, where they live and just kind of, the story is just like, you know, the, I guess the counselors or the administrators who work there and these interactions with the kids that they have. And it's a really powerful movie. Um, so I definitely would suggest checking that out and that's eyes and soul. And that's just, you know, that's the show for today. So, you know, you can hear my show on SoundCloud, like, share, repost. You can listen on iTunes. So if you listen over there, just rate and review because it helps the show. Um, you can listen on Stitcher, Google Play, uh, basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you know, the apps and everything. Um, I I know I use a bunch of like podcasting apps and I listen to a bunch. So wherever you can, you know, listen to this show, I'm there, you know, and don't be stingy. If you like what you heard, um, or if this is a word that you've been trying to tell a friend, or if this just resonated with you, share it, you know, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, you know, um, just, sh- just share, j- share the knowledge, you know, have a discussion with people. Um, and if this is that, that jumping off point, you know, Only the better And I This is seven episodes in But I keep forgetting to say You know Soul's temple Soul uh, Means sun And so I've been trying to Like Get these out On Sunday evenings Cause that's when Um it just works best with my schedule. So this is, you know, I've been, I've been doing good. You know, I'm proud of myself putting an episode out every week. I haven't missed a, um, an episode yet. So, you know, just, just wait until next Sunday or, you know, get ready for that Sunday, that Sunday evening, Monday morning, listen. And again, just share with your friends, share with your family. Um, just pass the word along. And if you want to contact me, my place, um, where I am always is, uh, Twitter. I'm at King soul. That's capital K one N G five zero L that's at King soul K one N G five zero L. But I got tired of spelling that all the time. So I got a brand new Twitter. It's called at souls temple. Um, just spelled like the show at S O L S T E M P L E. And just, um, Hit me up there if you have any feedback, uh, criticisms, if you like the show, if you didn't, any suggestions. I'm always open. I might not always implement, but I'm always open, um, just to see if they can make the show better. And, uh, any, uh, any, uh, interactions that you may have, like if you really want to join the conversation, there's a hashtag, hashtag Souls Temple. Again, same as the, same as the handle, same as the show, S-O-L-S. T E M P L E. So that's hashtag S O L S T E M P L E. If you just wanna, you know, tweet at me um, what you think brand is. You know, if how you if you're a Lupe fan, how you're reacting to everything that's going on. If you're a Kanye fan, how you're reacting to everything that's going on. Um, and if you know if all of that is too long for Twitter, you can hit me up at my email and that's uh King Souls Temple at gmail.com that's k-i-n-g-s-o-l um t-e-m-p-l-e at gmail.com and that's the show for today so i'll i think yeah next sunday is christmas so i'll try to get something out um but everyone enjoy your holiday um and peace keep shining and grinding